Episode 316, January 18th, 2018. You're listening to a 4x4 four four, four four Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the G-Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. And well, I just got to say good evening, Tammy. It's a, it's a great cold night here in Texas. How's things over there? Uh, it's cold and snowy and salty. Lots of salt here. <laughs> hey, we uh, that's not Josh. So who, who's our guest host tonight? Well, Tony, um, over just a little bit north of me, we have Nate SWB Crawler is joining us, filling in for Josh. Hey, Nate. Welcome to hey, the show. Folks. Thanks for having me on. Glad I could help fill in. And uh, next in the firing lineup, I think we've got Clyde. Hello, folks. I'd like to introduce myself. My name's Clyde. I am a dork with a microphone, and I will be joining <laughs> this show tonight with a little bit of conjecture. You know, you'll fit in just fine, because I think that's, uh, that's, that's what we all are, dorks with microphones. Now, uh, Clyde is going to be our interview uh, guest here in just a few minutes. you got to hang in there and find out all these great things about YouTube, because he's a, a, a big-time YouTuber, has lots of information of things that he's going to be able to share with us. Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. This Week in Jeep is brought to you by Amazon.com. Supporting the show has never been easier. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and hit our Amazon.com button. You'll be taken down the trail to Amazon.com where the Jeep Talk Show will get a small percentage of the things you buy. But you have to click the link first, or you can just type in jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon, and thanks in advance. If you own FCA shares, you might be smiling right now. Why? Because Fiat Chrysler automobile shares hit a record high on Monday. There's been a growing tide over the last few months where analysts are predicting the coveted Jeep brand will unlock even greater value this year. As if to prove this very point, FCA stock jumped more than 20% last week on a bullish outlook for the auto sector and media speculation that CEO Sergio Marchion's final year at the helm could prompt strategic deals. What kind of deals, you may be wondering? Oh, just such things as spinoffs, technology alliances with rival automakers, and outright disposals of models or entire brands. The result, on Monday, they share a price gained another 3% in trading after Morgan Stanley analysts said that Jeep could be making some big strides this year as a global brand. And here we go again, folks. New spy pictures, but this time of the Jeep pickup hint at a folding windshield. The automotive world and virtually every Jeep nut out there is focused on the yet-to-be-released new pickup truck that Jeep has planned for the 2019 model year. This week, down in Southern California, a new batch of spy photos, it wasn't me, were released <laughs> on one of the many test mule prototypes Jeep is using to collect real-world data from ahead of production. The long-awaited truck's development has been surrounded by rumors and unconfirmed reports from its potential use of the legendary Scrambler named to possibly 
to a possible convertible version. In other words, Jeep is being so tight-lipped about this, all we have to go off of are these spy pictures that seem to rarely come out now, which, you know, we're going to be seeing lots more. So what this latest batch tells us is that the new Jeep pickup looks to have the same exact windshield design as the new model JL Wrangler, meaning it should fold down. Much of the area below the the glass is covered with padding, but an exposed corner reveals the telltale seam running horizontally below the glass. There are also two suspicious bulges near the edges under the camouflage, right where the hinges should be. I wonder if that's a coincidence. Well, we think not. From all appearances, it looks like the Jeep pickup will also sport a fold-down windshield, just like its brother Wrangler. And Tammy, uh, I'm not sure, but do I see square headlights uh, there in that photo? I can't see it. <laughs> I love square headlights. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know. There was there was never a YJ scrambler. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? I wonder why they they gave up on the trucks. You know, they had the MJs. They had the uh, you know. The, I thought those things were really cool. And the really the the absolute coolest thing about it was is that even though they stopped stopped making them before the '97 line came out, the new uh, body restyling on the Cherokees, uh, you could still take the parts off the front end of a Cherokee and put it on the MJ and make it look like a '97 plus MJ. And, and even the interior, you can change out the dash as well. Although I think that's probably a little more complex uh, to do. With the change out the fenders, the doors, uh, the hood, and uh, what do they call the front? The header uh, panel, the nose, and uh, you got yourself a '97 plus uh, MJ. I really I hope the rumors are true because I, I'd like to see a Jeep that's a Jeep again. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> I mean, the last thing we got what was the Renegade. <laughs> I mean, I already have a Honda Element. I don't need a Jeep one. Yeah, I saw a conversion in a magazine once that was exactly what you were just describing, Tony, that they, they had swapped a newer Cherokee's parts into an older MJ, and it was pretty darn cool. And I I got to say, I've been looking forward to a Jeep pickup for quite some time. I don't think they have produced one since I've been driving. So, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think the MJ was the last one that they, yeah. they had. Uh, uh, Tammy, what do you think about the Jeep truck? Is that something that you might be interested in? Oh, I'd love to get the Jeep truck turn it into a tow truck and tow my now current um, Rubicon with it. But yeah, I what, what I find rating is going to end up at, but uh, I'm looking forward to the same thing. If that tow rating is high enough, I'd love right. to tow the LJ around with a, with a Jeep pickup. Wouldn't that be cool? That's just the ultimate in Jeep lifestyle. Right? Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but what I find kind of odd is just like with the, the JL, it's like these, Oh, there just happened to be an exposed part of this spy picture. <laughs> Do you guys just not find that kind of odd? I think that, you were. Right. I think that it was planned for you to be in the Jeep plant and to see the GL. Oh. Uh, I, yeah. th I think that was planned, and the whole thing, the whole hubbub after that, uh, was was all part of the plan, Tammy. Yeah. If anyway, you, if you guys don't recall, Tammy actually got a a tour of uh, the 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 Jeep plant up in Ohio on uh, on one Toledo. of our trips. One of our uh, yeah, one of our uh, uh, listeners to the show uh, was able to to get her in because she he worked there. Uh, worked is the clue there that I'm trying to say because he's no still longer still works. Oh, okay, he's still, I thought he went once with the, over to Hyundai. I couldn't remember. Yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, he was giving Tammy a real hard time because uh, uh, FCA was giving him a hard time. But it was it was it wasn't like she was snuck in. You you haven't snuck into a house in years, I suspect, Tammy. No, from at least no. your, your teens. <laughs> I've snuck out, but not into. 
Um, so that's on a prior episode. So just uh, yeah. go go back and listen to all the episodes and you'll catch it. It was a lot of fun. And uh, uh, Royal had a, a really good time giving you a hard time about him possibly lo- losing his job because right. he gave you that tour. Hey, big thanks to all of you who continue to help out by submitting stories to This Week in Jeep. If you have something we should report on or you have a response to one of our stories, be sure to let us know by sending an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Hey, and coming up later in the show, you remember him from the Pabst Boys Roadhouse, and you know him from Clyde Soapbox. The Jeep Talk Show interviews the one and the only Clyde in just a little bit. There are a few brands in the off-road industry that have a worldwide reputation for being one of the best, most reliable aftermarket manufacturers out there. Next week, we'll be talking to Scott Frary from legendary ARB 4x4 Accessories. You don't want to miss this one, so be sure to subscribe. In the meantime, we want to hear your suggestions for guest interviews here on the show. Drop us a line and let us know who you'd like to hear in the next Jeep Talk Show interview. I don't know about you guys, but I am really excited about uh, talking to somebody from ARB. Uh, that was a great get. Whoever, whoever got that guest, thank you very much. Each and every one of you can help us get the word out. How would you like to be directly responsible for our success? Well, I mean, more so than you are listening now. Just start posting all about us on those Jeep groups. And, uh, you, you know, you're a member of, uh, of lots of Jeep Facebook pages. So just go there and, and post about it. I mean, don't do it. Uh, don't do anything that'll get you kicked out. But if you want to give us a mention here and there, nudge, nudge, an occasional direct people to our site to download our free app, it will really help spread the word. So now we're in episode 32 of Jeep Tips uh, airing down. No, I'm just, I'm giving Jeep. Uh, Heart nine. <laughs> I'm giving, Heart nine. I'm giving Steve a hard time. But this is uh, some great information about airing down and airing up. So we're in part nine of airing up. And I think that you guys, if you've been following along on this, you'll find this just as interesting as the prior ones. I mean, how interesting is it to have an AC compressor doubling, or actually, uh, he's got uh, two compressors, one for AC and then one for the uh, air compressor. So to actually use that for uh, a uh, air generation uh, device, I know it's not new, but it was the Steve was the first one that I ever spoke directly with about it, and I thought the idea was really cool. You get so much air out of it. Anyway, here's part nine of airing up. Hi, this is Steve, 4.3LXJ, with another Jeep tip. And today we're going to continue our series on airing up your tires, and we're going to talk about some more serious air for your Jeep vehicle. The uh, subject of today is the York 210 air conditioning compressor. And these are air conditioning compressors that are different from every other compressor that is around uh, all of our air conditioning compressors that we use are radial compressors. They've got uh, pistons in a circular configuration and they use a wobble type crankshaft to make them go up in and out horizontally. The York compressor is a vertical two-piston air compressor with a regular crankcase that is very, very similar to any oiled air compressor that you can buy, except that it does not have any cooling fins on it. It's a, a blocky affair that uh, has a uh, crankshaft that you can buy components for to make it work on your vehicle. And these uh, uh, compressors uh, are available at Kilby Enterprises. They're kind of uh, a outfit that is specialized in onboard air for a long time, and I've bought stuff from them. Uh, they 
have gone away from sand and air compressors to the York for various reasons. Uh, and one of them being that the York compressor, you can put oil in the crankcase. Um, and if you let them block off one of the little oil ports, uh, it'll act just like a regular compressor. So, uh, the trick then is getting adapter brackets and the clutch pulley and all of this stuff. And basically they offer a kit that will pump that 11 cubic feet per minute that I can do with my, uh, sand and air compressor or yeah, sand and AC compressor slash air compressor. Uh, it'll do the same job and you can do it with all new components and it'll run you for a complete kit between 11 and $1,500. Um, they're a nice system. There's no doubt about that. They're, uh, they don't take much smarts to run. Just keep oil in the compressor and they're going to work. Uh, if you're going to use the sanding compressor, you're going to have to, uh, kind of monitor it and, and so forth. But, uh, this one is more of a no brainer. Uh, they're available with all the brackets and everything that you need to mount them for most cheap vehicles, uh, starting with, uh, the AMC 304 360V8. And I'm assuming that their kit is going to work in any of the Jeeps that use those motors, uh, as well as the CJ5 and 7. And uh, you can get them for Wranglers with 2.5 liter and and 4 liter engines. You can get them for the newer Wrangler JKs, also with and without air conditioning on both uh, uh, types of uh, vehicles. And uh, they're a complete kit, and they're a nice kit, but they're expensive. Uh, remember that you can get the Warren power plant with the winch for, with a 12,000 pound winch, let's say for about $1,850. So for, uh, $300 more, you get the winch with it. So you have to make a judgment call here about which, uh, kit you're willing to, uh, fork out that kind of money for. So, uh, it's available. It's a great kit. Uh, I've seen a York compressor jury rigged on a Jeep and it worked fine and, uh, didn't have the high rev feature like I have, but it worked just fine. We pumped up some tires with it. And, uh, so it's another option that you have for now. I'll say goodbye and we'll see you on the trail. Next time we're going to talk about power tanks. Wow, just a wealth of knowledge. Hey, Clyde, any do you have onboard air on your? Uh, was a ninety three Cherokee? I do. I do. Uh, how I did? Do. What did you do? How did you accomplish that? I um I actually converted the air compressor uh, for the AC into just a, a regular air compressor. So instead of going from you know one line to the other in 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 a closed system, it went from open air like sucking air into the compressor and then run it into a reservoir tank. Uh, which, which actually, I, I, I fabricated a bumper in the rear to act as the tank. So I, nice. I, would, I would think that if you if you had somebody tailgating you, not on the trail, but out on the road, you could actually overpressurize that tank and scare the hell out of them? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> You're not overpressurizing that. I mean, it's thick wall tubing. Um, Maybe put a freeze plug in it. You're only ever running like 150 
pounds into the tank uh-huh. and, and and then you regulate it out and uh, the the system works very simply you just you just need um to to run off the 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 clutch on on the actual compressor wheel um run that off to a power source and have it on a switch in the circuit obviously fused and then through a pressure regulator so it'll be on at at about 90 psi and then shuts off at 150 or, or so um I, I can't remember did you actually do a video on that I did. It was like my first video ever. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking it was. And when you when you mentioned the 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 onboard air using the AC compressor, I only know people that two people that have done that. That's you and Steve. Uh, so that's pretty. Well, that's pretty a few cool. Things you have to watch out for um, when doing the onboard air compressor with the. I wanted to do a video about this actually because um, I burned the pump out. Oh. And burned the pump out just for like not checking it because you have to run an inline air oiler. When yep. on, on the intake side, when you do this and typically you buy like a little air oiler for, um, for like shop tools and stuff. Like it's, it's an automatic oiler. So just as it goes through this little venturi and a reservoir and it picks up the oil, sprays it through and then into the, into the pump. Um, I didn't check it forever. <laughs> Burnt the pump out. I have another Uh-oh. pump kicking around that I was going to put That'll in, get you. but I was actually going to take it apart and modify the pump so I can internally oil it. Yeah, if I remember correctly, Steve uh, 4.0 LXJ actually mentioned that in uh, one of these uh, segments that he had done when he was talking about using his AC uh, air compressor. So he was talking about your compressor. He was talking about that and and having to to plug one of the ports inside of it, and that's that's the mod. Yeah, this this was uh, this was tonight's uh, comp, uh, segment, but in a in a prior segment when uh, he was talking about the AC compressor, I believe he did mention the oiling of it. Yeah, the oh, stock okay. compressor. But- the stock compressor that comes with the 4.0 and a lot of other Jeeps is that Sandin compressor that he referred to just in this segment. And I think he did cover that in the last segment. That York, though, that's like the king oh, of, of belt-driven uh, compressors. Um, and Kilby Enterprises, man, I haven't heard that name in forever. But they are. They are like the name in uh, pre-built, you know, pre-built kits to, to slap a York into your into your, your, uh, your Jeep. Um Way back in the day, I don't know if it's still owned by the same guy or not, but the guy who opened the place, Brad Kilby, uh, was on a forum that I was on. I was able to pick his brain directly uh, about various onboard air systems. Just a wealth of knowledge. That guy knows his stuff. Yeah, they, I mean, there's some really cool systems out there. And I'm I'm not saying that you, you should do what I did. I mean, I did it because I, I wanted to do it on the cheap. If, if you're willing to spend money on, on a system... I'd even look above uh, compressor pumps, or sorry, piston pumps. They're, they're really good uh, screw pumps, and they're coming down in price. And you don't even need to re- run a reservoir on a screw pump. This CFM, I think, is like in the 80 or 90 CFM range. It's ridiculous what, what those things are running. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, what you did is completely viable. That was exactly what I was looking into back in the day. I had an old YJ that the air conditioning was already destroyed anyway, but the pump still worked. I just never got around to doing it. And then when I did it on the LJ, I just bought a, a V-Air electric pump, uh, which has a really low CFM, but uh, at least it works. <laughs> yeah, I checked the stats on the CFM for, for my compressor pump, and I think it was it was between 11 and 13 CFM. Uh, yeah. and, and it can go up to like, 300 psi so i wasn't worried about that i mean it's it's plenty right especially with a six yeah. gallon tank and then um 
Yeah, just basically, yeah, it comes down to like what, what you want to spend your money on, <laughs> if you want to spend money on it. But remember, if you do what I did and you live in a hot place, you've got no AC. Coming up later in the show, the mind of Nikki G. What's Nikki going to come up with today? You know, it's going to be funny. Uh, as my brother used to say, hide and watch. <laughs> the 4x4 Radio Network. I bet you know some other off-road enthusiasts that may not be Jeep owners. That's okay. We won't hold it against them. <laughs> but do them a favor. Next time you're on the trail, be sure to tell them about the 4x4 Radio Network. When they're relaxing after you've pulled them off that obstacle, they can go to 4x4radionetwork.com and check out other off-road shows like the 4x4 Podcast, Center Steer Podcast, and the Trail Chasers Podcast. They may not own a Jeep, but that doesn't mean they have to go without great off-road podcasts. <laughs> shut up and listen. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut up. Shut up, Shane. Hey. Shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G-Mama. I still love listening to that open. Um... So, once again, my Jeep is salty. It's disgusting. It's gross. Um, I can't wait to go rinse her off again tomorrow. And I know Nate and I know Clyde probably can relate to this. Every time it snows, they got to pour down all that salt. Um, so, what I, I last week I mentioned about keeping your soft top clean and how important it is so that salt doesn't eat away at it. And in the salt, also, you need to be careful of your undercarriage, especially if you take your Jeep off-roading those rocks can scrape up those skid plates and those rock sliders and just all the stuff underneath. And I just wanted a quick share um, what I do to prep before the winter season and after the winter season is I'll go under there, under my Jeep, and I'll clean it up really good and I'll look for any spots that have been scraped. And you can start to see the rust um, even after a month or so. So um, I was told a long time ago, well, not a long time ago, for you guys, I guess, but a couple of years ago, that to use um, this stuff called Permatex Rust Treatment. So I'll spray that on. I'll leave it set for 24 hours, like the directions say, because I follow directions. Um, and then I will go ahead, and usually I'll sand the rust off, and then I'll spray that on. And then I'll go ahead and spray paint. Um, I use Krylon Rust Tough enamel and it eliminates rust it's a black spray paint it's underneath the jeep i don't care but it also it helps with my rock sliders that are um, power coated black so it helps fill in those scrapes and helps cover up that bare metal and something that i learned on a forum and i've done this for what th three four years now since i've had my jeep is once all that's done and everything's dry and i will use fluid film and it's like a lubricant that coats the bottom of your Jeep and it keeps the Jeep protected um, from any salt that you may come across in the winter. Um, right here's the can, fluid film. I got mine on Amazon.com and you can go to the Jeep Talk Show and click our little button and purchase it that way. But anyway, it's just a really good way to protect your Jeep from the rust that's going to start. Okay, that was just my quick little tips, but 
the, what I wanted to share tonight, and I started crying the other night when I got this message, and I'll probably start crying again tonight, um, but a mom, a new Jeep mom, less than a probably a year old Jeep mom, um, sent me a message, and she said, I love watching your videos. I bought my Jeep a year ago and only started off-roading in October. My husband could care less. And I have met a few people so far who have been really great, but I didn't know a single person who did anything like this before I decided to go. She went to Women's Wheel and Day at Roush Creek. I have many fears of doing, of really doing anything by myself that I'm slowly trying to conquer. Your posts convinced me that this is something I can totally do now. Now I'm driving across the country for Easter Jeep Safari in Moab all by myself. I won't ever grow or learn if I don't push myself, but I just wanted to thank you so much for your efforts in posting like you do. So I just wanted to say to anyone out there listening that you don't have to have somebody in your passenger seat with you. You don't have to have a group of friends to go jeeping with because this community is so fabulous. You can just start getting on Facebook, on the um, finding Jeep, excuse me, finding Jeep clubs. And the people are amazing and they'll welcome you in and they'll help you and they'll guide you um, when you're off-roading. And I, the group of people that I have met are fabulous. Nate is one of them. He took me to AOAA and he opened his group up to me. And I just want to say if you're out there and afraid to go wheeling because you're by yourself, because your spouse won't go with you or your friends won't go with you, just reach out to the Jeepers and we'll welcome you in. That's so, a great story, Tammy. I just got to say, I promised myself I wouldn't cry. But I just... <laughs> it's Shut just up. So, it's just so sweet. That's, no, that's exactly how my family reacted to me when I was reading it to them. I'm like, tears are streaming down my face. They don't They don't understand. It's amazing when you you say something or you uh, put something out there because it's, it's scary doing that because people can ridicule you, ridicule you make fun of you, uh, talk bad about you not being able to pronounce words like me. And... <laughs> You know, just to continue to do that, continue to put yourself out there, it's absolutely wonderful whenever somebody reaches back to you and says, you know, you made a difference in my life. So it is, it's great. It's it's just really cool. Now, you know, truth be told, you know, you mentioned uh, Nate showing you around at, uh, what is it, AOB0304? Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> I, you know, I, I put this out here for uh, for everybody to uh, to understand this. Nate is actually guest hosting tonight because Tammy made a deal for him to be a guest host because of all that help he gave him. It wasn't, it, it was not uh, approved by me, but I'm a great guy. So that's why he's here. Oh, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I had no, I mean, nothing honestly, to that, do with it. That's that story. It is great. And, um, I mean, I've, I've been in this sport for 15, 20 years already. And, uh, I had a similar experience when I started, not that, that someone had ushered me into the, the 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 jeeping community but the jeeping community was welcoming welcoming when i showed up and uh i i there aren't that many communities out there that are like that i mean i'm sure you know harley drivers will tell you that they're all a big 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 bunch of friends but even that there's just there's just not that communities that are that many communities that are like that most of them are very very harsh to outsiders and to get in you have to know somebody and i don't know i just um I know in this case it was uh, I it was a woman that reached out to you and you know that you're sort of a role model now I suppose to to this woman um, that goes for men and women though 
I mean, it's intimidating to get involved into something new. And I mean, if you ask me, this sport is only better the more people that are here. Oh yeah. So that's that's why I do the things I do to try to help new guys or new people, I should say, newbies in the sport, mm-hmm. uh, because I I want them to enjoy it. You know, not well, feel like they can't they can't join in. Well, Nate, this, you may have experienced this directly. I can't get my damn Jeep off-road, so I, I can't say that I have. Uh, but I think there's actually men out there that are a little concerned about taking their, especially $40,000 vehicle, off-road. And they may be a little timid about asking other guys that are more knowledgeable because it, you know, it, it, they'll lose a little bit of status not being manly enough or whatever. So when Tammy comes on here and goes places all by herself and goes off-roading and, and picks up some stranger uh, off the road, and uh, that's uh, Charlene that we actually interviewed. A great interview yeah. for there. It, 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 the guys even say, you know, if Tammy can do it, I can do it. So it's yeah, it's absolutely. not just women that you're reaching out to, Tammy, when you're doing this stuff. And I'm I'm sure you've heard stories from uh, from men uh, about this that they probably made you sign a waiver not to use their name and not to tell their story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have it's no comment. It's easy being a newbie when you when you get into anything really. Mm-hmm. It's tough because like you don't know the terminology and you feel embarrassed and you know you go to a meet and everybody recognizes that you're a newbie and they're going over and they're saying, you know, you know what make this rig really good if you just added a matter daddy. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna use that one on Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's tough. It's tough. So I, I get it. I get it for sure. Yeah. So it's- you know, I mean, sorry. Go ahead, Tony. Uh, I was just going to say that's one of the things that we try to do here is make sure. I mean, I love giving people a hard time, but uh, I hope the overriding uh, sentiment you get from the show is uh, people should be able to ask questions. They should be able to share their stories and they should have, you know, the newbie questions because none of us knew this stuff until we knew it. And and we found the right individual or the right group or whatever to take, uh, take, uh, take us under their wings and we learned it. So, uh, hopefully you're getting some of that from here on the show. Cause you know, nobody's going to make fun of you here on the show. Uh, we know you're out there, but we don't have any direct access to you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, is your check engine light on while well, coming up later in the show? Tony has what you need to know to troubleshoot and clear that code once and for all. And Hey, if you're looking for a source for Jeep tech info, how to's and a gathering of fellow like-minded Jeepers, then head on over to our forum, jeeptalkforum.com. Once there, you can engage with other Jeepers, ask questions, get answers to your build questions, check out show and shine and off-road picks, read about events, modifications, and even find a selection of written transcript from segments right here on the Jeep Talk Show. And if you're worried about how you'll be treated, don't worry. There's no flaming, no making fun, and of course, no such thing as a stupid question. Whether you're brand new to the Jeep world or you've had 27 Jeeps, like me, there's something for everyone at the Jeep Talk Forum. Okay, folks, it's review time. And and this is from Chucky M. He gives us five stars. Very useful information for beginners to long-time Jeepers. Keep up the great work. And folks, we have several places you can give us a review. Chucky gave us that review on Facebook, facebook.com slash Jeep Talk Show. But you can also leave reviews on iTunes, Stitcher, or call in a voicemail. We always love hearing from you. Well, I like to call this Cherokee love. But, you know, frankly, this can uh, go along with any vehicle made after 1996. I saw a post today on the Jeep Mafia Facebook page. A little shout out there to the, the, the Jeep Mafia guys. 
Someone had the infamous check engine light on their Jeep with only 17,000 miles on the odometer. Now, you know, when you see this, you might panic, but, but don't. Wait until you find out what the code or codes on the computer tells you. I actually think I mentioned, uh, you know, check your gas cap. Make, it, make sure it's all the way on. It's not bad. Uh, this happened to me on the TJ. I actually went out there and, and hooked all this stuff up and checked it and uh, looked up the code and looked up the, the possible causes, and it said gas cap. I, I got out and looked two feet behind me, and the gas cap was hanging uh hanging off the uh, the nozzle. My wife had forgot to put the, the gas cap on again. Now, if you go over to Amazon and look for Bluetooth OBD2, look for that little short bastard. Probably says Elm 327 on it. Plop down your $12 and order it. In the meantime, jump over to iOS or Google Store and download a little app called Torque. This application will allow you to read from that OBD2 interface and display those codes along with the other information from your Jeep. Once it's paired, you start up the Torque app. Not only will the app tell you the code, but you'll be able to look up what the code means and with possible repairs you can make. You can even clear that check engine light. You will have to have a 1996 or later vehicle as this is when OBD2 started. Oh, and this isn't just for use on your Jeep. Any 1996 or newer vehicle, you can use this on. So most people have something other than a Jeep, right? <laughs> Now, we have three here, but we do have a Honda that my daughter drives, and I can check the codes on that 2003 Honda. I have these OBD2 devices on every vehicle we have. They're just so cheap and just so easy to plug in. Uh, and it's just too easy to ask computer, hey, what's up with that check engine light? I think once you have this magical power, you'll like it too. Hey, got questions? Maybe you have a success story where this information helped out. Please email us at info at jeeptalkshow.com, subject Cherokee love, or call into our voicemail line, 530-675-4102, and let us know. Don't have time to write all that stuff down because you're in traffic? Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Those readers are really handy. I have one that I keep in my center console, and uh, out on the trail, especially when I'm out with you know folks in their brand new JKs at the Jamboree or something, and they see that check engine light and they start to panic, it really calms <laughs> them down when you can read it and clear it for them right then and there. Yeah, it's it's always good to know, and I've uh, I haven't gotten one in a long time on my Cherokee, but I can be driving down the road. I keep that OBT2 uh, little nub plugged in all the time. So if if a check engine light comes up and I'm driving down the road, I can pull up that thing very quickly and see if it's anything I really need to be concerned about. And nine times out of ten, and you know Nate, maybe you've had different experience uh, in Clyde. Uh, nine times out of ten, it's really nothing serious. I mean, if everything sounds right and it's functioning properly, uh, it's probably just some little some little fault that may even clear on its own. Yeah, in my cases, it's usually been uh, you know I, I hit the water too fast and something got wet. And you got to wait for it to dry out. OBD dongles. Yeah, I deal with those yep. a lot at my work. I'm I'm, I'm not going to say anything real bad about them. It's just um, they're they're very limited in what they can do. So yeah, you can get the information. Yeah, you can clear codes on them. Um, if you do actually genuinely need a repair, if the, if the codes come back, it means there's something actually wrong. Um, some, of, some of these codes, you can clear them. It may take about two drive cycles before they come back. If, if it does come back, go see a licensed technician. Now, yeah, you, that's a good disclaimer. Yeah, now you guys, <laughs> uh, and also too, you, people should know that you guys use like a $5,000 uh, scanner uh, to, to, to read these codes. Uh, so it's not something that the the individual will probably ever have. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I use a series of different scanners um, depending on the vehicles. We have some factory scan tools. Um, we can get live data. We can we can actually have bi-directional controls on our on our scan tools, so we can 
actually controls particular components. Um, but like what you were getting to at the beginning there about the gas cap, um, I think they fixed that in the programming. It used to be that it came up as EVAP codes, yeah. and it was it was a huge problem with diagnostics. It, some people have trouble diagnosing EVAP codes, um, but then they found a certain a certain characteristic in in what was triggering a, a particular one, and it just tended to be the gas cap thing. So um, what they've done is um, on modern vehicles, they'll they'll even pop a light on before the code triggers. So a light will come on the dash and say, oh, your gas cap's off. And then if, if it goes too long, then it sets the check engine light. Oh, that's very handy. That's that's nice. Yeah, this was on the 2003 TJ. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, more more newer ones have, have that in it. I had an 01 XJ for a while, and right after I got it, that same check engine light came on. And I read the code, and it's like, oh, yeah, EVAP, this and that, or the other thing. And I'm like, what? This It sounded so horrible. And then I looked it up online. I'm like, oh, it's the gas cap. I yeah, tightened the gas exactly. cap and it went away. <laughs> Are you tired of all that noise from those other shows? I think you have to keep that rig at the moment. Now you can relax to the pleasing tones of the Jeep Talk Show every week. Unless you got Dana 60s and 40. Get the highest audio quality possible with each download. Now, you know, you can use them with them, with them super swampers. And if you're tired of all that other stuff. Uh, and a thing with the tech, big old tires and a lighter. Then subscribe to the highest quality podcast on the web. The Jeep Talk Show. Available on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher Radio, and more. You guys are to give me a beer. Hey, this is Tony. And I'm Tammy. And this is Josh. And you've reached our 24-7 voicemail line. You guys know what to do, so at the beep, leave your message. Hey, this is uh, PA Jeep Freak. I have two questions. The first one is, when is Jeep Mama going to get one of the new purple Jeeps? Is she going to trade in or just buy a new one? And the other thing is, I listen to the Jeep Talk to show in my man cave. <laughs> oh, that was great to hear that voice again. Yeah, PA Jeep Freak used to uh, help us out here with the show, and sadly, uh, he's uh, passed away some time ago now, and I just pulled out an old voicemail. I was looking for uh, some old voicemails uh, uh, to play here in, uh, in this segment, because we just love hearing from you guys, and I thought, you know, it's worth going back and finding it. And I saw his name on the voicemail, and I thought, this is a great one to play. So, Tammy, when are you going to get that purple Jeep? I don't know. I kind of like the black Jeep, because you know, Tony, black Jeeps rock. Hey, if you'd like to call into our 24-7 voicemail line, just call 530-675-4102. Or you can use SpeakPipe on our website, jeeptalkshow.com. Call us and tell us what you're up to. From around the world... Or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. And as promised, we have Clyde, one of the... It, it, Clyde, is it now Paps Boy, or just is it still Paps Boys? <laughs> well, the channel name is still Paps Boys. Still uh, Paps Boys. Uh, hey, Clyde, tell us a little a little something something about uh, where you're located and uh, you know what you do there. Well, I'm in, I'm located in the great state of Kanakistan. It's a it's a fictional country that's <laughs> situated just north of the United States of America. Stealing my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so you're up in the Canada. Uh, I'm sorry, Canada. Uh, Kanakistan, as it's. Uh, Known oh, for. I missed that completely. Yeah. You know, the, those Canadian places are so strangely named. I often get confused. I just kind of just doze off in my head. You're like, okay, that's one of those names, those ca- Canadian names. Now, that's you probably from the- with uh, with a, an animal name and then some sort of bone, like moose jaw. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what well, Moose Jaw I can understand is some of those other ones. I can't think of any right off the top of my head, but I, I bet you you can think of uh, some some weird names. But in Texas, we kind of have that same problem with these really small towns that are really strange. Like there's Cut and Shoot, Texas. I mean, my God, Cut and Shoot. What what are you? What are the people doing in Cut and Shoot? Uh, but I digress. <laughs> I want to be there. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's actually pretty close to me. So uh, you're up in Canada, and uh, what do you do for a living up there? Uh, I am an automotive technician up here in Canada. Uh, so I, <laughs> Canada, the Rust Belt, which uh, you guys have a region of your country that's a Rust Belt. We're just all yeah. a Rust Belt. So it's, uh, it's an, interesting, an interesting career choice, that's for sure. So do you have your own shop, or do you work? with a bunch of other guys or how does that go? Oh, I, I, I like most technicians, I, I work for an employer. So, uh, I work in a, in a small independent shop. It's, um, it's, yeah, it's right here in town. So I, it's nice having no commute. Um, oh, I can't imagine. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a shop of, uh, what is it? Four guys now Four four technicians and then service writer staff. So do you work on just pretty much any kind of vehicle or do you stick with one particular kind? Uh, well, I work on pretty well everything, but you know, talents, talents ensue when you, you get used to a certain kind of vehicle, um, or just when you, when you look at the, the type of people that work in the shop, if, if somebody, you know, isn't very good at something, somebody else will make up the steam. I work with a couple of older technicians, so I end up doing a lot of the heavy duty stuff. Is that a Canadian law or is that just something you do uh. because you're supposed to? I think it's just a courtesy for like the old guys that are just you know they've done it for so many years. Yeah, you give the young blood the uh, the big heavy stuff. What's a, what's a heavy job? Uh, well, any, anything in like the F three fifty or thirty five hundred oh, yeah. series pickup trucks kind of thing, um, vans, big heavy diesels, and people who put stupidly big rims on dumb cars. <laughs> so uh, you know I kind of think you're kind of famous maybe on youtube or something do you have uh like a little garage that you do some videos out of maybe well yeah this this is my garage otherwise known as the roadhouse on uh, right on my more popular channel right. <laughs> the past boys roadhouse and of course this is my number one prop in my videos oh, we, we see that everywhere in all your videos yes and we hear it too <laughs> and uh, clyde's referring to a a uh, Paps blue I, ribbon can. I since I couldn't see him, I knew exactly what he's talking about because <laughs> yeah, it's his one and only prop that is common so, on every video. Yeah, it is, uh, and there's usually lots of cans involved. Right. So, uh, Clyde, do you feel guilty about promoting drinking in your videos? No. <laughs> <laughs> is there a better answer for that question? Uh, no. I, I no. just I just thought I'd throw you a softball question. So uh, let me let's just go there now. It used to be uh, you were doing regular videos for uh, under the Paps Boy uh, Paps Boys uh, name, but you you're not doing really so many or any of those videos anymore. Uh, I, I I believe that uh, you, if I remember uh, one of the videos that I had seen, you basically said that you and Tommy have gone your separate ways, and that's the reason why we're not seeing uh, any of those Paps Boys very very actually very funny uh, Paps Boys. Uh, videos anymore and if if you don't know what i'm talking about out there you need to go check out the paps boys videos hilarious just great They're so good yeah yep. so what happened uh, uh clyde if you can if you can talk to that for for a moment 
Well, I, I think it was a bit of a perfect storm of everything. You know, those videos, they, they took a lot of time. They took a lot of time, a lot of effort. And, I mean, there's not a real big payout. Unless, unless you're making, you know, in the hundreds of thousands of views per video and making lots of videos constantly, you're not going to see a huge payout. So it was, it was more of a hobby thing. And Tommy saw it as, as a lot of work. And he has other hobbies. And it was kind of getting, you know, stepping over his other things that he wanted to do. So he, you know, after a while, he's like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And then also, I had some school that came up. So I was away for about three months doing school. And yeah, I mean, life gets busy. I got a three-year-old at home. Wow. So, wow. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I do plan on making more videos on the channel. I've uh, been thinking, I've been taking some time to think about the approach that I want to take at it. Um, but I think, you know, with, with some of the, the YouTube stuff going on now, I think I might have an idea on the approach I'm going to take. So I'll just, I'll just throw this out there. We know Clyde and, and of course also Tommy, uh, from way back when, uh, at least two or three years ago, uh, when we, uh, found out about him, had him on the show, uh, made a good friendship. And, uh, uh, so, uh, Clyde and I are, are, are friends and we talk on, on Skype every so often. So uh, if you kind of pick up on that, that's the, that we have that friendship. And uh, I've been wanting to get Clyde on here a while, but he's been uh, in school that he was he was talking about. So um, Clyde, you you haven't given up on making YouTube videos, though, have you? No, I haven't given up on making YouTube videos. I just like like I said, I was too busy. Um, what I did was I started a second channel for a while there because I, I wasn't sure how to how to continue with the the Roadhouse. Um, basically. Because, you know, it just being me, but I, I still had that itch to make videos. Um, so I started a second channel where I was just making videos that just came to mind. Uh, not as quite well produced. Like, not, not that they weren't well produced. It's just I, I took a totally different approach to, like, the, the filming and editing process. Um, so I, I threw that up as a bit of an experiment um, with Clyde Soapbox. And... Um, yeah, I, I, I think I think things are, are going to be merging a little bit soon. Oh, interesting. Uh, so that, that's probably an exclusive because I don't remember you hear, saying that before. No, I haven't said that before. You were the first. It just happened to be that I was scheduled to talk to you, and I think I I just uh, yeah, I pretty much made up my mind uh, just just yesterday after hearing the news of what's going on on YouTube. Well, let's talk about that because I know that you've been doing the YouTube thing here for a while and uh, boy, there's a lot of wailing and gnashing of teeth over these uh, people that don't have a thousand uh, subscribers and uh, I think it's 4,000 hours uh, in a 12-month period that uh, YouTube wants if you want to continue monetization uh, and uh, obviously they, don't, uh, they either don't have that or they're concerned about having that many hours. Uh, to me, that sounds like an awful lot for for uh, for YouTube to ask uh, from from what it has been. Uh, well, it, it is what it is, right? So the the thing is, like, this isn't the first time I've gone through this with my second channel. Like my my second channel on Clyde Soapbox, when I I first set it up and I got monetization put like rammed through real quick because because uh, I'm with a, a network. And I got them to just, you know, apply all the stuff from my other channel to that channel. Um, then some stuff went down on YouTube where they made a change where you had to have, uh, I think it was uh, 10,000 total views on the channel if, to get monetization. So they, they took my monetiz monetization away um, at that point. 
it was only like uh, like a month or so in. I was like, oh, this is lame. And then it, and then I got it back. I was like, okay, well, whatever. That's a threshold everyone has to to get through. And here I am again, going through the thing. And it 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 really irked me that they sent me a message um, saying you need to have uh, four thousand hours, um, <laughs> or, or we're going to take away your monetization on February twentieth. I think it was. Yeah, yep. I believe Russ right. Yep. All they had to do is look at my statistics, right? Um, I'm at, I think I was like 2,000 minutes shy, and I'm getting like 30,000 minutes a month. They could have just looked at that and said, oh, this guy's going to clear it anyway. <laughs> Might as well just like pass him through. Uh, but no, no, they, they sent out the email. It was like a blanket thing that they sent out to everybody. Uh, I think it's it's discouraging a lot of people from oh, yeah. getting one. And and what what it's what, it, what the message it sent to me was this is the second time I'm going through it. Why bother doing the second channel? Because it might happen again. It might the the bar may get raised. I don't know where I'm going to be at at the time. I might as well just stick with the thing that I have that I know is is good. You know what I mean? Exactly. I'm pretty and disappointed because there's there's a lot of a lot of small YouTubers that I actually follow. They're friends of mine now because I met them through YouTube, and a lot of them are discouraged, and and a lot of them are thinking about just giving it up, and it, it's sad. Well, and I understand they're trying to weed out, you know, the like the people who are putting up videos that aren't really theirs, and you know, streaming CNN live when they're not supposed to, and but it's really hurting the little guys who are just, you know, working hard to put their videos on. Well, that's the thing. It's not going to hurt those people anyway. Um, people right. that stream CNN live, you get you, you get four days of streaming and 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 a decent sized audience, and you're going to already pass that threshold really quickly. I mean, it's really hard for the for the small YouTubers, and especially like like guys like me that make videos that aren't big long videos. I, I do a lot of work to. To shorten them up so that they're short and entertaining, right? Mm -hmm, exactly. Um, but the monetization is not the big issue here. Um, the issue is with, um, like, what, what they said before, um, when they, during the adpocalypse, when they were demonetizing videos, they said that it had nothing to do with recommendations if a video is demonetized. But we all know that YouTube's a business, and they're only going to recommend they're they're only going to want to recommend videos that are that are monetized, right? Mm -hmm. And it turned out that that was actually false. The the algorithm picked it up. If it was demonetized, it wouldn't get recommended in your your next your coming up next videos, right? And uh, that's just basically it's adding a crutch to the small YouTube channels that already have a crutch of being small. Um, you're you're making it so that the algorithm's not going to pick them up. And it's going to make it even harder to get to that threshold. So, uh, Clyde, what do you think the motivation? I'm, of course, I'm asking you to go into the YouTube's brain here, but what do you think their motivation for doing this was? See, I, I think I think YouTube does things in the wrong way. They do it too late, and they end up hurting you know the people that they actually want on their platform. Um, they're thinking like. <laughs> Everyone equated this with the with the um, Logan Paul situation. So it's like, oh yeah, Logan Paul does this horrible thing to Japan. 
of which I'm, oh, I, I, oh, I was so mad. I was so mad when that came out. Um, but yeah, they, they didn't punish him right away, but and then it seemingly, it, they're punch, punishing all the small YouTubers over this. It ends up that they're they're actually trying to crack down on, like like Tammy was saying, the people who stream television and um, <clears throat> uh, what else is it? It's it, the people who make like little kids videos are wholly inappropriate. <laughs> oh yeah, isn't there some guy that does something with his kids and exploits his kids or something? There Not was- so much about that. It, it's about there's there's entire like networks um, that are just derived of little channels that they they'll make new channels every day and then repost the same content. Oh my goodness! And um, so the, the the channels will be eligible for monetization super quick and then they just like splash it with all this like just stupid content and it's all aimed at little kids and that's what they're really trying oh, I to see what you're saying mm-hmm. yeah yeah they're really trying to police that but like again they're only hurting the small youtubers that are just you know like not everybody's out there to make it huge right and there's a lot of people just have these little communities and if they get like a little bit of beer money on the side for for their efforts, then you know it's it's an award, a reward, right? Right. Um, so like people people love that that aspect of it, but like I said, I'm I'm really fighting for the exposure side of it because a lot of these small up and comers are really talented or really entertaining, just purely by themselves, and now it's going to be that much harder to get attention. So you don't think it had anything to do with uh, everybody waiting to for 5.001 seconds and clicking that skip ad button? I got the feeling that maybe that uh, because so many people were monetizing things that uh, their viewers were uh, you know clicking that skip ad thing, and, and rightly so. They didn't uh, force you to watch the videos because even the ones they force you to watch are only five seconds. So they didn't seem like they wanted to change that model. It, it almost seemed like to me they're they're trying to reduce the number of ads that you see. And I mean, because if you if you're only making a dollar or fifty fifty five cents uh, <laughs> a month from your YouTube videos, uh, why piss people off by having them have to skip a skip an ad or or ten because they'd allow you just to you know put a bunch of ads in there? It's not actually how it works, right? So um, like. The, the way YouTube does it is, is they gear ads at you based on your on your search history and all of that stuff, right? Or they do as best they can, I mean, with the ads that, they're, that are being bought. Mm-hmm. But then um, ads don't show up just because you enabled monetization on your video. Ads show up, that's part of it, but the ads show up based on your, your watch session. So if, if you just watched two ads, like two videos with ads in a row, the next one is likely not going to be monetized, right. even if it's even if the box has been ticked. So, like, not every one of your plays, like one of your videos that gets played, has a monetizable video, right? It, it is a mon- at in, in that person's session. So it's it's really tailored um, for each individual watcher and like the session that they're having, um, and they're they're very good at it. Like they. I think they know the data on how many ads are too much before people just get upset with it and go away. Interesting. So let me turn the conversation here real quick, uh, Tammy. Um, 
get it back towards uh, Clyde and what you're doing on uh, YouTube. And, and and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Clyde, but I think YouTube is your main main focus for your creative outlet. Um, so what's going on on uh, Clyde Soapbox, which I believe is the the really the active uh, or has been the active channel up until this time that you were in um, the mechanicing school. Uh, what kind of videos do you have there on uh, Clyde Soapbox? Well, Clyde Soapbox, I, I haven't been able to do any videos while I was at school. Right. Um, so, like, it, it's been dormant for a couple of months, but I, I was actually, like, just before I got word, I was, like, going to shoot a video. And then, uh, yeah, that squashed that. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm probably, what, I, what I'm thinking well, anyway, let's let's get back to what your question was. Your question was asking, like, what do I do on that channel? And it's, and it's a real mix of everything because, like, jeeping's not my only hobby. I have I have all kinds of interesting things that I do through my daily life. And uh, so I wanted to experiment with a little bit of trying, blog, uh, like, the vlogging thing, mm -hmm. uh, but do it in a different way. And I have some videos uh, sort of in, in contrast to on my my main channel where I do Clyde's tool choices. I did a bunch of videos on, on new purchases and unboxings and, and first impressions of, of tools that I got. So th that was interesting. And then, and I plan on reviewing those again in the Clyde's tool choices series and give like an, an honest opinion about the tools. Um, there, there was a whole, there was a whole saga of me going to Japan. Oh, uh, I love that video. That was, that was really cool. Yeah, there, well, there's a few videos, and there's a few videos that I still haven't gotten around to editing and, and popping up there. Um, but yeah, so for for your viewers that that don't aren't familiar with me, um, so my my wife's Japanese, and I, I lived in Japan for for some time. So it's it's an often thing that we do. We go visit Japan, uh, go see the in laws, and and see old friends of mine from when I lived there, and. I always have a blast, so this past time I decided to bring the cameras along and I shot some video. So if you guys want to check that out, it's over on Clyde's Soapbox. But what I was getting to uh, was uh, I think what I'm going to do is merge the channels. And the, the original idea for the, the second channel was that I would do something different. And then after all this time, like I, I had a lot of fun with that. I, I didn't want to bombard like the Jeep crowd with like just everything else that I do. But then I realized, you know what, this is my channel. This is this is my thing. Yeah, I made a lot of Jeep videos and yeah, I'm probably gonna make a lot more Jeep videos. But that's not that's not the you know, if 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 the channel's the roadhouse, it's more of like everything that goes on in the roadhouse, not just Jeep projects. So I'm I'm thinking about merging the channels. I'm gonna take a lot of the content from from the smaller channel, move it over to the, the bigger channel, probably do like a time release thing. For a lot of people that even haven't even heard of it, that are subscribed there, and um, and then just continue on from there, and just and see how it goes. You're going to keep it the same name and everything, or are you going to change the name? Is that going to affect your YouTube status? Um, no, it's it's still going to be um, like the channel URL is still going to be Passboys, and it's going to be uh -huh. um, the Roadhouse. So let me ask you: uh, Is there a possibility that it may be Paps Boys in the future? Um, you know, more than I, one person. There's, there's a lot of possibilities. I've had so many <laughs> friends that come up to me and said, "Hey, man, I'll be your co-host." <laughs> uh, so um, maybe, maybe I'll have a, a like a, a cycle of, of different guests that come on because right. I mean, it's fun. It's a lot of fun making those videos. 
it's a lot of fun. But what a lot it's of people work is how much work actually goes yeah. into it. Um, so there's a lot of scripting and and yada yada. <laughs> and if you if you watch the second channel, you'll see how I like talk on the fly as opposed to like the scripted version of my videos. So yeah, this, this is a big. I don't know if it's a stark contrast, but it's, it's a bit of a difference. I think that it is, and actually, that's one of the things I was going to mention. If you go over to the uh, Paps Boys channel and look at the, some of the older videos where uh, it's uh, it's Clyde and Tommy, uh, you can tell that this thing is is very well produced. It has uh, a lot of effort put into it, and I think that's one of the reasons why it shines so good. I mean, it was definitely funny, but those things, uh, I I I don't think those those funnies came easy. It was something that you really had to work at, and like you said, scripting, and uh, it almost seems like you you would do storyboards or something uh, to to make get the all the shots and things right. It was just the way it was laid out was really good, and frankly, I really miss uh, the antics that you two guys came up with. Yeah, the antics were good, but you know, like all good things usually come to an end. I mean, it's, it was really hard to step up your game and keep doing the same thing and make it funnier and funnier and funnier and more, more outlandish. Right. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it's nice to step back and go, Hey, maybe I need to take another angle at this. And I mean, like I, I wrote all the scripts for it, so I, I'm sure I can find some, some fun ways to, to express all kinds of the hobbies that I have, not just the jeeping hobby, but obviously continue with the jeeping hobby. But, um, yeah, just find find some different approaches and different angles. I'm, I'm sure I'll come up with something. So, so what other hobbies do you have? Oh, well, I, one of my hobbies is raising a three-year-old child. Currently. Well, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a hard one. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, well, like I, I, I like having friends over. That's, that's something that I, that I do. I also do political podcasts on, on another channel of a friend of mine's, if anyone's oh, wow. interested in that. It's... Uh, as direwolf media uh every saturday night we do a political podcast i try to keep the politics off your show so <laughs> you can go see that there yeah clyde and i've had some uh, some pretty good political uh, discussions uh, over St- skype nothing recorded just between he and i so uh I, I, you just hit me clyde i think i've got a million dollar idea for you uh and i want to cut uh here's what you do you find somebody probably a canadian and uh you reshoot the the past uh, Roadhouse uh, videos uh, between you and Tommy, but you you shoot it like it was pre Tommy. But this is the people that you had come in and try to do the thing, and they'll just be horrible at it. And then you can show your old video again how it turned out. You know where you have these cuts, and you go, no, 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 that's horrible. You know, and you just you're overbearing type director type somebody. I think it'd be hilarious. I actually had an idea of like uh, a show. Well, Tommy was still around of, of doing it as if as if he wasn't actually Japanese. Yes, and then we had like a whole directing team and, and all this stuff in the background, where he spoke perfect English. And then you know, then when the cameras were rolling, he had the the. And if you haven't seen the videos, there's the first thing that I saw uh, that I thought of when I saw one of the the Roadhouse or the Paps Boys videos was uh, this is so wrong because. Uh, Clyde had Tommy, uh, what do you call it, subtitling, so that you could understand what he was saying because it yeah. is thick Japanese accent. I laughed really hard and I said, "Oh, this is just so wrong and so politically incorrect." And that was one of the charms of the uh, of the show. And I think you actually uh, responded uh, 
uh, to a message or something I had sent you or a comment that I made about it. And it was, uh, you know, completely approved by Tommy for that. He was totally into the subtitling. Oh, yeah. He thought it was hilarious. Actually, well, it was it was me out of frustration because you couldn't get a line in like one of the first videos, <laughs> and uh, you just couldn't say the line right. And I was like, man, you, like that's not understandable at all. And we we had to move on, and I was just like, forget it. Okay, I'm gonna subtitle that. He's like, snap, that's a funny idea. We should do that all the time. <laughs> like, okay, it made a lot of work for me, but it worked out. and It was funny. It was very. I good. loved. I loved. I loved you know, rubbing the, the PC people the wrong way. Yes. <laughs> I got, I got a few comments on, of, about that, about how it was like offensive to some people. And it's like, well, it's not offensive to the guy I'm doing it to. So whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. People are just too sensitive nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. That is the case. But yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun having a laugh at, at, at like at, at all of that kind of thing. <laughs> Doing it the right way, the kosher way. So some folks um, may not be familiar with you, and um, can you let us know what kind of Jeep you drive, have? Oh, yeah. I have a 93 Jeep Cherokee Country. It is modified slightly. <laughs> Everybody wants to know about my fender flares. That's, that's the thing that they always talk about. Um, I haven't yet made a video talking about that. I think I will. Um, right. and it, it's, it's currently topless. So there's, oh, uh, wow. yeah, I'm going to be working on a roll cage for it. Uh, I've done a bunch of work. If you guys want to check it out, go look at Haps Boys Roadhouse on YouTube. Oh, uh, one last thing before we uh, wrap this thing up. Now you and Tommy are a bit of a TV famous, aren't you? Did you, you actually made it to the big time. Yeah, we had um, we had. I think it was uh, was it Discovery or History Channel. They they put us on a crazy science home home science or something. Yeah, what was the TV thing called? Show. I love that show uh, where they have the various uh, physicists and mathematicians and all kinds of uh, uh, these uh, high egghead type people, and, and they watch these uh, science videos and make comments on it. And uh, and you guys were actually on there. Yeah, <laughs> so it was because of a video that uh, we made. Talking about the the inductor, um, it's a it's an induction tool for heating up steel uh, without flames. It, it works on on electromagnetics. And it's an awesome tool, and I, I use it all the time at work. But when I made a video on it, we decided to uh, to make a, a little laugh bit by putting it on a, a metal a hot dog on a metal skewer and heating the hot one. dog up from the inside. And, and Tommy took a big bite out of it. <laughs> Uh, had some metallic taste to it if i recall yeah he's yeah. <laughs> like oh, i taste rusty now i think uh, and i don't think you mind sharing this uh, what a lot of people may not know because i didn't catch it you guys actually reshot that whole segment uh for this uh a science channel uh show and I, I'm, I'm i'm sorry i did i just forgot about it until the interview i would have looked up the name yeah i forgot the name of the show <laughs> Uh, like it, it's funny how TV works. They call you up and they say, uh, "Can we can we use your content?" And you say, "Yeah, sure." And uh, they say, "Okay, well here we've got a check coming in the mail." Okay, thanks. And uh, and then they want you to reshoot it. <laughs> <laughs> like, we can't get rid of the music. Do you have the original files? No, I dumped it. Well, can you can you shoot it again? Okay. Oh jeez. 
So I got a paycheck out of it. It was okay. So that inductor uh, that uh, you're talking about, what do you? How do you use that in the shop? I mean, what is it that you, that you can cook hot dogs with that you use in the shop? Oh, well, it's it's designed for for heating up bolts and whatnot. Um, for you know, like stuck in rusted bolts. Mm-hmm. Um, that's uh, that's like generally its main purpose. I mean, inductors are used in industry for a number of things. Oh, right? of course. Yeah, like either heat treating or annealing um, metals. Um, heat, heating up bearing races, uh, so that they, so that they fit on shafting and stuff like that. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a really useful tool. And and the fact that it just plugs into a 110 AC, like it's great. And, it, and when you get a couple of unsupervised guys, uh, several cases of Paps Boys beer, it can be used for other things apparently. Yeah. Make food. <laughs> <laughs> a little cookout. Yeah, cook, I cook in, in the roadhouse. The, the butane torch uh, grilled cheese sandwiches. Oh, there you go. Oh. Yeah, when you're when in a pinch and you're hungry. So, Clyde, how can people uh, find you? We, we've talked about some of those things, but let's go through all of them here at the end so we can make sure that the, the folks that you don't want to check this stuff out, that uh, the few folks that aren't familiar with you uh, prior, how can they find you? Uh, how can they reach out to you? How can they send you checks in the mail if they want to use your uh, content on uh, television? I think I have a P.O. box if you want to send checks in the mail. <laughs> I don't want to give my real address out. Um, but you, you can check me out on uh Pass Boys Roadhouse on YouTube. Uh, also, Clyde Soapbox. Uh, that's my second channel, which I think I'm going to be merging the channel. So we'll see how that works in the future. Um, Facebook, I've given up on entirely. <laughs> they want me to pay to like access my own audience, like organically grown. So forget them. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Boys Pass. Invert that, and that's me. And you'll see Clyde, a cartoon version of me. I'm um, also on Instagram at Paps Boys. Excellent. And I think that's the worst thing about the whole uh, Paps Boys breakup is you had just had this wonderful uh, viewer supplied uh, logo, and now you can't use it. I mean, you can you can cut it off. It's almost like you know when the the girl uh, uses the the image of her and her ex, uh, either boyfriend or husband or whatever. You can kind of see somebody there, but they're they're like not there anymore. You you need to yeah, use I that. I- I do have the vector file, so <laughs> you need to use that logo and uh, actually put some tear in it, like it's a photograph that you tore, uh, you know, tore Tommy out of it. I'm sorry, I'm picking on you, Tommy. I love you, you know. So uh, I just wish yeah, you guys, great. Just, I, yeah, he's, he's, his motivations are in another place. I just wish you guys could re- re- reconcile because it would just be so much funnier for me watching the YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Clyde, thank you so much for being with us tonight. It was a long time getting you on here. Uh, I hope everything worked out really well at the uh, the school that you were going to 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 get your uh, I don't know if they call it certifications. You said what it was, but it's not yeah, American. Yeah, yeah, it's, so, it's for my Canadian certification. Yeah, it, it's not American, so I don't really pay. Uh, I don't commit it to memory. So, but good luck with that. And uh, uh, <laughs> we hope. Uh, it's fictional, uh, man. Come on. <laughs> hope to have you back on here really soon. You know, anything that comes up, let us know. We'd love to share it with the audience. Awesome. Yeah, we'll do. Well, that was a fun interview, and we sure did learn a lot about YouTube, didn't we? We sure did. <laughs> and Clyde's, uh, Clyde's agreed to uh, to hang with us here even longer, so uh, Clyde will be making more uh, more comments. Wow, we've already gotten a lot of technical information from Clyde during this show. No, I know. Yeah, Absolutely. Happens. It's almost like you're a, a mechanic or something, Clyde. I know. Along those lines. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I, I guess, you know, I, I don't mean to interview you twice, but 
I, I would assume that even though YouTube's kind of being, uh, I don't know, anal about this, you're going to be sticking with them. Uh, well, yeah, of course I'm going to stick with YouTube. I mean, that's, that's my platform and there's no other platform like YouTube out there. I mean, you know, all honesty, I don't think YouTube's ever turned a profit and that's the only reason why no one's ever been able to, com to compete with them. That makes um, sense. They, they make their profit in, in other ways. So it still is the platform for, uh, video creators to, to make their content. Well, I think somebody made a profit whenever, uh, Google uh, purchased it for, you know, like $10 billion or whatever the hell it was. God, yeah, I, the original owners, yeah. I need sure. to start something really popular and, and then Get just cash out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or Microsoft. Microsoft used to be the one, uh, uh, making those deals. Now it's Apple. Oh, speaking of which, uh, Apple, I saw an Apple vehicle on I-10 today, like the Google vehicles with all the, uh, GPS sensors and the cameras facing all directions. So my beautiful red Cherokee may wind up on Apple Maps here very, very soon. Well, let's let's hope not. <laughs> let's hope not. Don't be jealous. You could have had a red Jeep. <laughs> there are there are websites. There are websites dedicated to the crazy things that the Google streetcars have picked up. I could only imagine oh, yeah. someone making a uh, uh, a website dedicated to the Jeeps that the uh, <laughs> the streetcars cool. have picked up. Wouldn't that be nice? That would be really cool. <laughs> there you go. That's your thing. You could start, Tony. Yep, there yep. we go. And then no, sell no it. it's mine. I got that. And, oh. then, and then sell it to <laughs> Apple. And then Nate would sell sue me. <laughs> He'd be like the whole Facebook thing, whenever you know five guys start Facebook and only one guy comes yeah, out right. on top. Right. <laughs> anyway, great interview with you, Clyde. Thanks a lot, and uh, thanks for continuing to to stay here with us. Hey. hey Hey, if you have suggestions for a guest interview, uh, drop us a line and let us know who you would like to hear on the Jeep Talk Show interview. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And I got to say, Josh, I enjoyed your uh, discussion on shocks, but I've got to disagree with you. Uh, we don't need all that technical mumbo jumbo jargon stuff. Uh, the easiest way to get your shock is to just grab a fork and stick it in the nearest electrical outlet. Uh, you want a short shock, you just don't hold on to the fork as long. You want a long shark shock, you just really grab onto that fork. And I uh, enjoyed hearing back from Kelly and how her uh, voice of Jeep thing is going. And uh, I appreciate her saying that everybody at the Jeep talk show has a nice voice. Uh, although she didn't mention me by name, I'm sure she was thinking about it. And inspired me. I would like to become the voice of Reynolds aluminum foil. So when you crinkle <laughs> aluminum fitting. foil, instead of it making that crinkle, crinkle, crinkle sound, I would like it to say, Nikki G, Nikki G. And uh, Tammy, I went to the uh, Carolina Trails off-road Uori invasion last year. Uh, Brian and uh, his club, very good people. They, they really bring home the term Southern hospitality. I had a blast. I plan on going again this year. Uh, I have not signed up for it yet, but I'm going to go do it right now. Yay. I'll see you out there. Cool. All right, boys and girls, I will chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. You are talking about the nonsensical ravings of a lunatic mind. <laughs> <laughs> Was that wilder? <laughs> That's wilder. For, for a copyright <laughs> violation, no, it wasn't. It was a No, uh, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> Nikki G has found my YouTube channel and I just ah. want to thank him for his colorful commentary. <laughs> it is colorful. <laughs>
<laughs> Nikki G is awesome. I love that guy. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> yeah. Tammy wanted to get rid of him. I said no. She was overrode. <laughs> did not. But that's exciting. I'll get to wheel with Nikki G. Oh, just well, meeting Nikki G would be a blast, I think. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that'll be fun. So normally this t- part of the show, I do a product review. This isn't really a review, but a cool new product that I'm going to share with you guys. Brian over at Route 16 shared it with me. And I'm going to get a sneak peek at this product in May when Ooh. I go to that Uari trip that Nikki G was just talking about. And it's called The Beast. It's a two-ton big wheel off-road jack. And it was the winner of the best off-road slash four-wheel drive product at SEMA this year. And it's from Pro Eagle Designs. And they manufacture, they're the manufacturers of the best high-performance road jacks. And you can go check out pictures at www.proeagle.com. And it's a really cool jack, and it's something that I would love to have. However, I need to sell some more Legos <laughs> steel to and get sell. this. Yes. <laughs> um, it a, has a full-length steel skid plate to prevent sinking on the sand and damage to the internal components. Eight-inch adjustable extension with a rubber grip pad to lift high-clearance off-road vehicles. So perfect for those lifted Jeeps. Detachable aluminum handle that fits into an optional mount. High-capacity, non-pneumatic composition wheels for durable, high-capacity lifting. Sealed ball bearings for smooth rolling and operation in dusty, sandy conditions and a two-year warranty. And I'm hoping um, we might have some pictures and audio um, on next week's show um, to, 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 like I said, Brian took it out at Uari and they tested it out and... Um, he might have some audio for us. And folks, don't forget, you can always find any of the links that we mentioned here in the show in our show notes at jeeptalkshow.com. And that thing actually looks really skookum. I was yeah, just looking at, at pictures on Google uh, Images, and I'd suggest that for anyone who's got like a cracky asphalt um, uh, parking lot in front of their shop mm. or, yeah. or even like if there's yeah, because I hate when I have to pull out a, a shop jack into the into the parking lot when I'm at work because it's just a racket and the steel wheels and all that just looking <laughs> at that like that's a selling feature right there it's like yeah, going, little- it's like being the uh, the shopper that got that one uh, basket with the wobbly wheel uh, pushing it through the thing and you go oh god I need to go get another basket nope I'm gonna keep going <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those, <laughs> those little wheels surprisingly get stuck on just about anything. This latest little pebble, and you can't move your jack around. Oh, dude, it'll lift a four-ton truck, but it won't roll over a zip tie. <laughs> yeah, right, right. My my question is with with the size of that jack. If you're driving a Wrangler, where the heck are you gonna put it? Oh, I know how to pack, so I could fit it in there. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, you've got a. I meant a Wrangler, like a little Wrangler, a little two door. Oh, you know, a JK. But yeah. In, in in the back of the LJ, I could probably fit it, but a standard TJ or a two door JK. Yeah. yeah. I think it'd be tough. I'll I'll just do my standard thing. Uh, the standard thing that I say: a man will make it fit, Nate. A man. Yeah. Right. Can make it fit. <laughs> I'll just let's put it right on the driver's seat and sit on it. There we go. <laughs> Holy crap, look at this. We've not had a crowd this big in like forever. And, and Josh yeah, isn't right. here. 
<laughs> so let's uh, let's let's start off with our our, our guest interviewer. Uh, let him go first. Now, uh, Clyde, I know you didn't have any time to prepare anything, but this is just kind of a BS session around the the campfire side. Uh, it's the campfire side chat. So, what's going on with you? Uh, and don't don't rehash anything that was in an interview. No, no, no. But uh, I, I got to say the campfire is nice because it is cold. Oh, I live man. in Canada. <laughs> yes. You know, you know, it got down to 16. Right now, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, it got down to 16 degrees in Southeast Texas the other day, like two days I was ago. Just about to mention that it's, it seems like it's colder where you are than where I am. Tony, I think it was six here the other day here in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Well, it gets to six <laughs> there all the time. See, I think Al Gore was visiting. Yeah, I think Al Gore. What's up north? You know, and I'm from I'm some from Texas, so you know we know that you Northerners, especially in Canada, that you're you're frozen most of the year. I didn't even even ask Clyde earlier what what he's doing without an AC uh, compressor in his Jeep. I mean, since he's using it for onboard air, how does he stay cool up there? Just don't need it. (laughs) Roll down the windows. So what do you? I just took the roof off. Yeah, right, so, there you go. So I need to see that. I haven't seen that. We I, we haven't talked in a while because the last time I saw the Jeep in the background, it was uh, in one piece. Yeah, it's it's in one piece. It's just missing a big chunk. It's of it. missing a big piece. So are you gonna <laughs> are you gonna fabricate the roll cage yourself? Of course he is. Yeah, and I, I'm gonna go. Actually, I decided I'm gonna go with a square tubing roll cage. Really? Oh. Because like the Cherokee's boxy itself, and, and yeah, like that's right that's why I set up the uh, the fender flares as like squ- with square tubing. I wanted to keep that boxy look, so I'm going to go with that with the with the roll cage. Are you going to do Can anything the with the cover, uh, like a, a not a not, I guess you know like a, a a Wrangler cover? I don't know what that material is, but uh, are you going to like maybe go with a custom cover so you can actually cover it up uh, when you uh, want to go out in the negative fifteen degree weather? Uh, no, it, 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 like it just kind of turned into a fair weather vehicle. So yeah, uh, I'm thinking about going with like, uh, just a, a canvas bikini top for, for the very top. Oh, that'll work. Mm-hmm. So can you get the same strength out of rectangle or square tube that you could out of, out of round tube? I always thought that was the reason they went with round when they were doing uh, roll cages because of the extra strength. Well, you can, you can, uh, and like, I mean, the, the, the arguments will be all over the place. Like some people swear <laughs> that that's like squaring things off will make it stronger than having round tubing. And then, you know, people bring up the egg and all that stuff, whatever. But, yeah, right. um, round tubing's fine. Square tubing's just fine. It, it, it depends upon, um, the, like the thickness of the, of the steel that you use, um, the yeah. strength of it, uh, where you make your miter cuts or if you make miter cuts, it's a lot harder to bend square tubing, so it's going to be cut, mitered, welded, that that sort of construction. Well, I'm excited to see how it turns out. Sounds cool. So, <laughs> <laughs> I've never done it, and I haven't seen any, so this might be the first. So, Clyde, I don't know if you've heard about that YouTube thing or not, but this might be a good uh, thing to uh, you know record a video on and put up there on YouTube. Yeah, yeah maybe, <laughs> maybe. There you oh go. yeah, yeah. When I do the roll cage, it'll it'll all be in a video or several videos. I'm not sure yet. Yeah, it'd probably be several. Um, no, and you can always you, add more squ- or more rectangular tubing, Nate, uh, to get that strength if it's a, an issue. 
Yeah, sure. I guess it's a weight trade-off at that point. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's all about triangulation, right? So getting your anchor points right, triangulating your shapes correctly. So if there was like a uh, rollover situation, where would the impact points be likely? And where do you want your strength? That seems kind of complicated. How do you figure all that out? Geometry. You, oh, yeah. Forget he's, that. He's educated. There's actually uh, <laughs> software out there that, uh, that uh, allows you to design cages, if I remember my uh, extreme terrain shows. I'll see if I'll see if they have like an algorithm for the ninety-three Cherokee in there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they won't have a checkbox that says use square tube though. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> all right. So you're Nate. gonna design this all yourself and do everything yourself? Or are you gonna have like friends come over and help you or Well, I have a lot of fabricator friends. Um, I I once upon a time ago was a fabricator in the in industry for like mining equipment and stuff. So uh, yeah, I'll spitball with some buds. I've already done some spitballing and uh, figured out that the square tuning will be just fine. And yeah, let's go from there. Yeah, I mean, there was a day not too long ago. You're probably talking less than ten years ago, where most cages and jeeps were done in people's driveways. They weren't. Oh yeah. They weren't. You know, poison spiders and whatever. Um, there was there was a guy on a forum I used to frequent that's unfortunately gone now. Not the guy, the forum. Um, he was a <laughs> he was a fabricator, and uh, they used to like all the guys. He lived out in California. They would just have what they call the cage fest every every so often, where somebody would come over and they'd they'd supply a bunch of beer and they'd supply the tube and he'd bend up and weld the cage for him. And I mean, pretty good stuff, you know. It's, obviously, he was skilled enough to build these things without them falling apart. But they yeah. have some pretty good tools too to make the cuts in those pipes so that you can uh, link them together uh, correctly. So. Yeah, as long yeah. As it's PPR, I'm down. <laughs> yeah, he had the yeah. tools. He had a notcher and a bender and all the stuff that you needed to make this stuff happen. Uh, that's why they all went to him for sure. it. That, and he had the skill. He could weld the thing so that it wasn't going to, you know, collapse when you rolled your Jeep over. So, yeah. So, Nate, uh, I, I, I see here from the show notes that you think YouTube hates you. Yeah, it does. It does. I, I got the email that Clyde was talking about in his, uh, in his, his section there. Uh -huh. um, you know, it's... It's just it was really demotivating, and that's what yeah. uh, that's why I thought I'd chat about it tonight because it, it just happened this week, um, uh, several months ago. Um, so anyone who doesn't know, aside from swbcrawler.com, which is where I have a lot of tech write-ups and blogs and whatever, I also have a YouTube channel where I do some garage stuff and I do some wheeling videos and you know just the usual stuff you might expect from someone who's into Jeeps. And I realized, um, I don't know, four or five months ago that I was just below the threshold for their partner program so I could enable monetization. So I stepped it up a little bit. I got above the threshold and I turned on monetization. Now I'm not making thousands of dollars out of YouTube or anything. I don't know if anybody is, but um, it was accruing money slowly. And I was really looking forward to like actually turning this into a thing that might get me a little extra money. And then I got that email a couple days ago and it's just like, Wow, really took the wind out of my sails. I don't have nearly enough subscribers to meet their their uh, their thresholds, and I've I'm maybe halfway there on the hours viewed that uh, that they want the four thousand hours. So uh, yeah, YouTube hates me. That's that's the, <laughs> that's the way I feel right now. <laughs> so I don't know about you guys, but when I was reading that YouTube uh, email, I thought of this. I gave you that file. Yeah, I was going to say, that is a Clyde-provided file, in case anybody needs to sue anybody. 
Oh, yeah, awesome. I love that file. <laughs> Terry yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I get what they're trying to do, but uh, I, I don't know. I feel like, well. They're demotivating I, I, everybody. I think they're, I, they're I, shooting their, I, the people in the foot or higher. That's, that's where I'm getting to, right? So I get that they're trying to cut out the cruft because they've they've been under a lot of pressure lately for people that are putting up offensive videos, people that are putting up videos that are targeting children that are they, aren't Are they really new great. to the internet? Have, is, are they just brand new to exactly. the internet and they offensive have, stuff on the internet? Oh, my God. The problem is they've got people paying for advertisements on YouTube, and now you've got you know your ad for product X showing alongside <laughs> some guy that's made this animated video of Spider-Man and some other you know, Marvel character in, in compromising positions. And all of a sudden your advertisers like, I don't want my stuff playing with that video. Right. So yeah, now, yeah. you know, YouTube has to do something to show their advertisers. They're trying, they do this, but I mean, YouTube I've always viewed as like the, every person's publishing platform. Right? <laughs> it is. Any, anybody who can make a video can publish it on YouTube and that's what they're good at. And now all of a sudden, like, oh, I can make, make money on these little videos that I'm making as long as I make videos that are worth watching. So cool. That's that's exactly the boat I was in. I, I was surprised that all of a sudden I can make money off, off the videos I was making and it motivated me to make more. Right. You know, if you go look at my YouTube channel in the past six months, I've probably produced more videos than I have in the several years that it's been in existence. And well, now it's just why am I doing this? Why yeah, should well, I keep keep, keep doing videos? it? Keep, yeah, keep doing it. I, I mean. <laughs> We, I intend to, but it's just looking forward to that income. That's all. Nah, income's money. I mean, there's other ways to make money off of uh, YouTube that I think are more profitable than the way YouTube, uh, YouTube's business model is. I mean, you could always get into makeup. That seems to be a very popular thing oh, on yeah. YouTube, makeup videos. <laughs> there, I like, watch those things all the time. He's just watching people putting on makeup. Like I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, this is cool. This is all these cool. I'm like, okay, whatever. Her and my daughters are there watching these you know, whatever. <laughs> I know, I know Tammy's going to say, Ooh, but, uh, blackhead removal and impacted earwax oh, from the ear. Just, just oh, it is. It's horrible. <laughs> it's weird stuff. That's there too, though. <laughs> it's just so crushing, damn interesting. Crushing stuff in a, in a press. That's like huge. <laughs> I've seen those. I've seen those and they get expensive stuff too, like expensive electronics oh. and whatever, and just crush them in a press. Will it, will now, it blend? I like I like will it blend uh, where they uh, take you know the brand new iPhone and uh, put it in the uh, the the industrial grade blender and just chop that little thing up into dust. That so, was great advertising. That that was Blendtec that made that channel. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, Tammy. So, so uh, you're getting kind of anxious. I, I I see here from the notes about new badges. So you you must have additional room on your Jeep now. Yeah, actually, um, somebody posted on Facebook this. You know the trail-rated badges on our Jeeps? Um, somebody sells them. I, I know no one really can watch this, but they're these metal trail-rated 4x4 with a little mountain, and it's all black, and it looks exactly like the ones on your Jeep. They're a little bigger. Well, somebody painted the inside of it green and i'm like oh my god i'm gonna do mine in purple sure so i went online and i bought two (laughs) two badges and i'm gonna paint in purple spray paint the whole thing purple and then you take a black pen and highlight the word trail rated in the mountain and four by four so we'll see how good my artistic skills are but i just think it's just more purple i can add to my jeep 
Well, we could put that. Uh, we can put that into the show notes. Just take a picture of that and uh, sit over the Dropbox, oh, okay. and I'll put it in the show notes for everybody, and they can see it that way. There, there you, you go. go. And then you can follow me on my blog as I try to paint. I'm a horrible painter, but well, you we'll bought see two of them, works. so that's good, right? You, and you can always start over. I think uh, they make the, some paint remover. Uh, it's a, kind of a chemical thing that'll make that stuff peel right off. You just got to make, make sure right. it doesn't damage the. It looks like it's metal. It looks like it's pressed metal. Yeah, it is. Or you can use uh, an inductor tool to heat up the metal behind it. That's true. There you go. Oh, and, very and, good. And cook your meal at the same time. I can and have a hot burn, dog. Burn all the burn all the adhesive off the back of the thing so it never sticks to your Jeep. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, thanks a lot for being with us uh, tonight, uh, Clyde. It was great having you here and a great interview. But let's get into some wheeling wear. Wheeling wear, yes. Uh, sorry, I'm excited to tell you all about this one. This is where we talk about what events are coming to your neck of the woods and around the nation. The 12th annual King of the Hammers. And I got to say, I love watching this race every year. Uh, King of the Hammers is considered the toughest one-day off-road race in the world. It's the largest off-road race event in North America in terms of both competitors and spectators. It combines desert racing and rock crawling and has expanded from one race to a series of five races held throughout the week and takes place each February in Johnson Valley, California. Hammer King Productions is pleased to announce the 12th annual King of the Hammers KOH Week will commence with uh, with Hammertown opening on opening the public on on Friday, February 2nd, 2018, and will continue through Saturday, February 10th, 2018. The actual King of the Hammers race will take place on Friday, February 9th, 2018. All races from 2017 are expected to return for 2018, including the Everyman Challenge, KOH UTV race, King of the Motos, and the ever-popular Shootout. For more information, visit ultra4racing.com. Hey, folks, and don't forget to go over to my blog and follow me on my Jeep journey. That's www.jeepmama.com. And you can also go over to my YouTube channel, um, The Jeep Mama, and I have a new vlog called Jeep Mama's Garage. It's nothing like Clyde's Garage, though, (laughs) believe me. So just don't compare us. And hey, Nate, where can people find you? Sure, you can find my site at swbcrawler.com. You can find me on Twitter at swbcrawler. And I'm, I've also got a budding YouTube channel, though I'm not cool enough to have uh, an, a custom <laughs> URL. You'll just have to search for swbcrawler. Hey, Clyde, hey, folks. Where, uh, oh, Clyde yeah. where, where can people find you? Yep. <laughs> so I, I'm kind of all over the place. I'm sparse. Uh, I'm on Facebook, but I ignore that anymore. <laughs> I'm on YouTube at, uh, <laughs> at Hapsoy's Roadhouse at YouTube. I'm also at Clyde Soapbox. You can find me on Twitter at BoysPapst, at PapsBoys on Instagram. Also, if you're interested in political commentary, I'm also on Direwolf Media. Podcasting since 2010. Let me, let me, let me give one, one more shot here. Sure. I, I, did, I did read these earlier so I could get through these, but uh, it's, it's, it's nerve-wracking. Whatever it's, it is. It's nerve-wracking it when you're actually trying to perform. And you're reading someone anxiety. else's writing. Yeah, I try, yeah, exactly. Try exactly. to think of uh, try to think of baseball. <laughs> I got to be careful what I say to you after that because it's going to end up in an outtake. I know. It. 